and welcome to the Kerrville Small Business Network podcast. I'm Mike Taylor. And John Barrera. And we are on season two, episode five. And I know this is a very special uh, edition of this podcast for you, John. So I'll let you go ahead and, and introduce our guest here this week. This is Dr. Rodney Bowman with the Sanctuary Church. He's a pastor at the Sanctuary Church on Singing Wind Drive. And uh, I'm a new member there. Awesome. Yes. And it's kind of funny how we met and... and uh, take it away dr bowman <laughs> well it is kind of funny how we met you never know how you're going to meet people and for me as far as my ministry and all goes and as many years as i've been pastoring uh i see a lot of times when i realize that god really brings together people under unusual circumstances and i was sitting out on the deck where we live uh making a few phone calls to church members and john knocked at the door and my wife answered the door and I don't know what all their conversation was, but John John's a, a multitask kind of guy. He can do all kind of things. He can, yeah. yeah. He really does. Man of and many talents. Yes, oh, exactly. Man. And he was talking about power washing, and our, our, our driveway needed, but so did our garage. And the easiest way for him to see the garage was to just come on in the front door and go around to the garage door. So she was doing that, and he stopped. And when he stopped, he was stopping to look out to the view that we have that looks, we, we look Beautiful. a pretty good distance and we can see the cross on top of the hill from our deck and I, I should say the only reason he stopped as far as what he told us he was on the hill for the first time just seeing who lived there that he might be able to uh, get some drum up some business and why he stopped at our place we have a turquoise door and he stopped because of the turquoise door little blue door and, first house man Oh wow! <laughs> so he comes, he comes in anyway, and my wife starts talking to him, and they're visiting, and then she wants to go get something to show him, and I'm standing by John, and we've just met, and uh, I just, as I do as a pastor, often I'm concerned about people's position in many areas of the life, but always their spiritual life, and I just ask him, I said, "Hey, do y'all go to church anywhere?" And he told me, "No." He said, "I don't." Uh, I won't give you his complete response. It wasn't ugly, <laughs> but his response basically was that, you know, things had happened in his in his life and with his brother passing and all that, that he and God were not on the same line mm-hmm. as far as he could tell. So is that about right, John? Yeah, basically, you know, I was just, it, it was crazy how, how people come together for certain reasons. And I was just like, look, I, you probably don't want me in your church. I probably don't belong in your church. I sin all the time. I ain't perfect. And, and uh, you know, and he's like, that's exactly who we need in our church. <laughs> well, that's what we all do. We all sin. So the Bible's very plain about yeah. that. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. So th- that's that's why we need church. We don't want to miss it. People sometimes are afraid to come because they say they've done so many things, the roof would fall in. And I've, I've talked most of those people into coming at least once, and we've never had a roof cave in yet. So I think we're all right. So anyway, John and his family came to church the next morning, and they've been coming pretty much ever since. And uh, John and Mike both, from what I can tell, are great guys uh, doing a real, a real strong service to the community by what they're sharing. And I'm just very happy and excited to be a part of it today. Well, that's awesome, Dr. Bowman. I, I have another reason for, okay. not, for not going. I'm lazy. <laughs> and Sunday morning comes along mm-hmm. and and we've been we've been talking about going and uh Sunday morning comes along and I'm just like oh maybe I'll go next week. 
Do you have anybody else that does that that says, oh, I'll go next week? I have a whole lot of people that say that. <laughs> I meet more people that don't come than I do like John that did come. So, yeah. uh, and that's okay. You know, everybody's got to do what they feel to do. Uh, but many times if you'll get up and go, uh, the pastor may say something that day or one of the songs that are sung that day will say something that's exactly what you need to hear. And when it when that happens, then it makes you want to go back the second time. That's right, yeah. So so you guys are on Singing Wind. Yes, uh, we're right, right across, across the street from Tom Daniels Elementary School. Okay, and that's right at the end of my street, actually. Oh, is it really? I live on Bow Lane. <laughs> yeah, about so, three doors so, from you. So you have a very short walk to me. Oh, yeah, I have no have excuse. <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have literally no excuse. <laughs> well, Mike just ran out of time. Uh-oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of like um, a gym. You, you, well, you know, since I'm I'm a new member, I, I'll uh, I'll say sometimes we wake up and there's things and we just we can't. We're like ah, you know, we we can put this excuse out there or that that excuse, but it's kind of like a gym. And when I first met Doctor Bowman, I was like, ah, you don't want me in your church. But when you I go, don't know why when, somebody would never want you in their church, man? I've known you for about a year now. You're one of the most upstanding people I've ever met in my oh, life. Oh, dude, uh, thank you, man. Seriously. That you're one of the most lot. respectful, courteous people I've ever met, man. Dude, that means a lot. But, I'm going to I'm gonna record this part of the podcast and put it on replay. So, you know? <laughs> no, but um, it, it, it reminds me of a gym, too, you know, because I, I'm not a, a Holy Roller churchgoer by any means, but I... You know, when you first go to the gym, you're like, oh, I don't want to go to the gym, put on your shoes or, you know, going for a run. Yeah. And then you go. And then after you're done, you're like, that was a great I experience. Needed that. Yeah. Yes. And then when I was first talking to Dr. Bowman, I said, look, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not the right kind of person to be in a church. And when you go to a gym, you don't see nothing but bodybuilders there. You see people trying to work on themselves. And that's the experience I feel at the sanctuary church is, um, you know, working on myself every every Sunday for an hour, just. Well, then that's what that's what if that's what you're going to do physically, you also need to do that spiritually. So, your body's got to you got to take in all these things in your life, and the spiritual side's very important. So I would say just as important as the as the physical side. Well, actually, actually, or gonna, more, yeah. honestly, it's more because yeah. we're talking about an eternity here with that kind yeah. of relationship. So that's very important. Very important to do. Uh, we we have done, we mentioned before we got on the air about uh, my wife and I doing marathons. And we have done marathons since about 1984. Uh, I used to do shorter runs than that and still do some of that. And I, I'm, not, I'm not as fast as I was in 84. I've slowed down a whole lot. And sometimes I do about as much walking as running. But that's okay. I'm still taking care of the physical body. And you've got to do that. If you want to live long, quality life more than just quantity of life, you got to take care of yourself. It's yeah. just part of it. So we, we've been trying hard to do that and set a good example for our family. And as a pastor, I'll try to set that example for my church that they'll try to do also take care to take care of themselves. So that's very important for us. Mike, one time I was pressure washing like miles from their house. And then I see them and I'm like, where's your car? <laughs> well, we're just, we're just running. I'm like, y'all are running miles from your house. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. That's really cool. Well, it's a lot better to run away from the house than it is just to run in circles around the house. Yeah. So yeah. I bet. Yeah. You're going to go explore. And yeah. That kind oh, of thing yeah. Too. Yeah. Go, go see the town oh. while you're out. So, 
And I saw John power washing at that church about a month and a half ago now. Yeah, I saw that's, him that's out, right. there, out, yeah. out there at the church out there when I was leaving one day. And I don't think he recognized me. Did he recognize me? As you were driving off, and I was like, hey, that's Mike. I would have given him, <laughs> man, I would have taken that opportunity and like, five bucks, dude, I'll give you a car wash right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll power wash the truck while you're here, yeah. But um, one thing I wanted to do, I just had really one question for you, Dr. Bowman, that, that I was sleeping on last night. And how a, a lot of people just, you know, come to church and, you know, leave, and, but they don't realize what all goes into the not just the making of a church, but the the survival and sustainability of the church. How does that work? And, and um, yeah, how does well, it work? Well, the, the membership of the church uh, actually supports the church financially. In the Bible, it talks about giving a tithe to the church, which would be 10% of your income to the church. That's, that's mentioned in the Old Testament a lot and a couple of times in the New Testament as well. But, I mean, if nobody gave the church couldn't exist because the church has bills to pay. Yeah. All, the church overhead. has salaries to pay. Yeah. Um, and without the help of everybody, you, you can't do that. What you, what you hope will happen as time goes along, and I happen to be at a, a much, much, much larger church this week with a bunch of other pastors for a, a prayer meeting and visiting time. And they have a, we don't we don't pass plates in our church. There are a lot of churches that pass the plates up and down the rows and all. We don't they do don't, that. They don't put it in your face, you and know. We, yeah, we never awesome. we didn't do it in the. I was twenty six years pastor at First Baptist Church in Angleton, and we quit passing the plates probably my second year there, and we just decided because we were on TV. We decided that's dead time on TV. Right. When you're passing right. the plates, I mean, what are the people at home doing? Mm-hmm. Well, some of them don't want to watch you pass the plates. They might get up and turn you off and leave. So we got rid of the dead time by putting boxes at the doors. And some people were very concerned about that early on. They said, well, we won't get as much offering. Our offering will die if we don't pass the plates. Well, it never did. It got better. Wow. That's awesome. It got that better is. because, well, if you have visitors there, it seems like somebody's forcing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or trying to get their money as the as the plate comes by. Well, we removed that obstacle. Well, you know that, and that is true. My son got baptized at a local church in the area a couple weeks ago. I saw that. Congratulations! And thank you. And uh, I, I went in there, and I'm like, I don't have any cash. All I have <laughs> is a is a debit card. And if if there was a plate a plate to be passed, I'd want to put something. You know, I want to contribute something. You know, but. I didn't have any cash. So I, I can understand by passing the plates. Uh, if you have a visitor that forgot to bring cash or something, it might embarrass that visitor. And that might. Or sometimes they're just embarrassed that, that they're passing the plate. Like mm-hmm. they say, well, the church is always asking yeah. for money. Every time I go, somebody's asking for money. Well, they're really not. They're just trying to exist. They're trying to and survive. Keep, and keep doing more with what people give to, to, re- to reach other people, to touch other lives. Uh, but the the particular church I was visiting this week, he has boxes at the door too, and he's a very large church. It's in the Bernie area, and he said he used to have where it just said tithe on the top of the box, so people know that's where they put their tithe. And he said he realized he said that's where you start when you give to God, is with the tithe. 
what you want to do is learn just to be a cheerful giver and not worry about the tithe as much as just giving what you think God wants you to give. So no longer does it say tithe on the box. It says my best. Okay. When you, when you walk out, if you want to put in, you're reminded that God wants your best because that's what he wants from all of us mm-hmm. is our best, whether it's in our social life, our jobs, if we're in athletics, our athletic endeavors, whatever, whatever we do, he always wants our best with that. Dr. Right. Dr. Bowman. Yes, sir. These churches are supported. They're, they're supported financially. Right. And uh, we can we can cut this podcast off if we need to after I ask you this question. <laughs> it's getting juicy. What would happen if nobody gave to churches anymore and there were no churches? Our society would be in a bad shape. Wow. Would be in a bad shape. If you don't if you don't if you don't have people trying to build char- character and integrity and faith and everything else within the community, which is what we try to do as pastors in the churches in the community, you start backing people off of that, exactly what your city going to look like after a little while. What what would this world Pretty look weak. like without churches? Y- exactly, yeah. It would be uh, devastating. It would be dark. It would. You know, we talk about darkness uh, without talking about it being actually dark, but just darkness you can go places sometime and just feel oppression feel the darkness of where you are when you remove the churches you would have that going all the time just a darkness in the world and we certainly don't need that no no we need light we need light and jesus said he was the light of the world but then he told us and you're light so go into the world and light it up so that's what we're supposed to be doing is being the light so yeah, you got to have it. Were I mean, you, I, I, I don't guess you have to have it. Uh, you could not have it, but I think you'd pay a big price for not having it. So I wasn't around the sanctuary during Corona, and then like correlating with Mike's question, um, how they uh, how they were kind of you know shutting down churches and not letting people gather. How did the sanctuary uh, react to that? Well, the first the first three Sundays. I take messages. I put. I, we recorded my messages at home, just John and I working together. And then when I got through with the message, then she moved it to her Facebook page, and then she moved it to YouTube. So both the church YouTube and my YouTube. So the message was going out every week. We didn't stop doing that. After three weeks, then we started going to the church, John and I did. And a couple of the other people would come, and we started recording the message there, except then we started, because we were at the church where we could, we started learning how to do Facebook Live. Okay. So, so as I preached the message, we didn't have to then go through all the details to that, get it there. Right, right. Which uh, we just could do it. But honestly, we only I think we missed maybe six Sundays total, and our people just said, we're ready to come back to church. Mm-hmm. Now, there are a lot of people just it now. It didn't get, take long. People were ready to come. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people are yeah. just now getting back to church. In all honesty, there are a few churches I know of that are not back regular yet. But that's the choice everybody makes depending on how they feel, how strong their feelings are about COVID and wearing the mask and staying apart from each other and all those things. 
and I'm not bad mouthing anybody for doing that if if the health concerns are there for them or for most of the church, but for our people, we were ready to come back. Yes, and so we started coming back very quickly, and then we never stopped again. I think it should be a personal choice. But it is. It I'm not trying be. to get too political. I'm just yeah, you know. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Well, and what I've been doing, so so you at least know that I didn't just let our people, you know, feel like there's nothing to worry about. I have I have since that time I sanitized the building personally. I saw everything, all the seats, the carpet, the nursery, the kitchen. I saw everything. I go in two hours early, and I saw the whole place down. So it's sanitized. People can come in and feel like, okay, we're okay. And I've not quit doing that yet. Now, I probably could. I think most all of our people have had both the vaccinations. Right, yeah, a lot of people are vaccinated. And that's not, you know, that should take away the issue of fear. Right. If you're around other people that have been vaccinated, what's the mask going to protect you from? Mm -hmm. I mean, if I if I've already got my vaccinations and I'm and I can't get catch COVID, I also can't give it if I can't right. catch it. So the other people that are doing the same thing, there's no reason why we can't be together. Man, we're going deep on this one. It is, and I, <laughs> and I love it. So so back to the tithing, um, and the church needs that. Oh yeah, to survive. Sure. Uh, the the church needs people to contribute to the church to survive. Um. By them doing that, in case anybody out there is like, why should I tithe to the church? What does that go to? Well, somebody's got to pay Good for the question. air conditioning. Yeah. I mean, let's just be simple with it. Somebody's got to pay yeah. for the heat and air conditioning. Yeah. Some, somebody's got to pay for all the lights burning. So right. the sound system, I mean, it takes money to do all these things. And then you guys have programs and that thing, that kind of thing. Too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we actually... Um, you know, pastor, I'm I'm part time pastor there. I'm not a okay. full time pastor there. So uh, a small church that size usually can't afford to hire somebody for full time. And I don't have an office there. The rooms that we have are, are really in a position where if we want to do Bible studies or Sunday school, whatever you want to call it, uh, we would use all those rooms for that. Okay. And not an office, an office out of the house. Okay. So they don't have to pay that expense at all because I'm I'm not I'm not using it. The building's used for other things and you gotta make it available. If you if you're gonna make it available for other things, Shriner, the uh, Baptist student ministry from Shriner meets in our building on Wednesday nights at nine oh nine. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. It's not a large group, but yet it is a the building's been completely remodeled in the last two and a half years. It's not the same building it used to be. And we have a very nice fellowship room and uh, a place to eat and snack and all that. So the Shriner kids are totally at home. They feel like it's theirs. They take care of the sound system and everything themselves. So it's it's a good deal. It sounds like a really interesting church. It is, man. Oh, yeah. No, go ahead, please. No, no, go. I, I mean, that's all I was going to say. I mean, it sound, really does sound like an interesting place to go. And, and you know, me being so close to that church. Absolutely. <laughs> so, there's no excuse. Yeah, I'll put a trap out there. You're that close. <laughs> I can trap you. So our biggest concern was hot dogs. <laughs> Line some hot dogs on the ground. Yeah. yeah. That'll get you. Our biggest concern was uh, our daughter. We're like, well, you know, that was actually our biggest excuse. 
was like, oh, you know, we have a two-year-old daughter. Uh, we can't, we can't bring Kaylee. You know, she's going to be crying and screaming in the during the. No, he didn't take that excuse. They have a Sunday school where they teach your they teach your children while you're in while the adults are in the service. I mean, kids can come to the service too, but there's there's an actual Sunday school like an hour every Sunday. We we run at the length of the service time. That's all. And what are the ages on that? We don't have we don't have one. I mean, okay, you got a nursery for bed babies and little toddlers, and then from really, Kaylee's in the in the class where they're doing most of the teaching as a two year old, and we have cool. kids in there that are probably third is highest third third or fourth grade that are in there too, and that's okay. They mix fine. They're learning. Uh, they're enjoying each other. They're getting. Getting used to being with other people because some some kids they haven't had a whole lot of that yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're now we we provide for the children. There's no problem there. Do you see how he remembered my daughter's name? Yeah, he did. We're just not a number here. We're we're not just another um, envelope in the basket, if you would you would say. We are an actual member. He calls you by your first name, shakes your hand right when you walk in the door. How are you doing? How's Kaylee? Um, how's your mama? you're 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 a part of a you know I, i'm just i'm just honored to be a member there i really am we're glad to have you brother that's awesome <laughs> that's really cool i mean and so how long has that church been there the church was known as motley hills baptist church now the church building where it sits now on singing wind was built in 1975 okay now, where did the name Motley Hills come from? There was a Motley family. Uh, that was their last name. Okay. And they had provided, I, I'm not sure if they provided the land for where they were originally. Okay. Or what, I don't, I don't know the complete circumstances, all the history about it. But. Uh, so, the, so, so then it, it, this church was built in 1975? 1975. Okay. And this was the first time it had been totally remodeled inside. Okay and out so i mean we didn't have much to do out it's a it's a brick building so you can't do much there right but right. we were even basically it was pretty much 1975 colors and everything inside okay so we completely redid that uh, they didn't have a place to put a sound system they just had it against the back wall and somebody sat there and ran it we have a sound booth now in cool, the middle cool. where we have somebody running the computer and running the sound and then also the camera that's running and we're, we're going we go out live on sunday morning okay so uh we have that operating all the time so no it's a, it's a it's actually a very nice setup yeah it hey, really you know is. what else they I, have i i understand that they have very clean driveway there yeah <laughs> they, they do we some guy came by and begging for money <laughs> and we let him we oh man we let him take care of the driveway for us so <laughs> Hey, sales got a salesman's got a sale. <laughs> hey, um, they have a, a brand new shiny drum set there too. That nobody plays. Oh, we need a drummer bad. We need a drummer bad. We have a keyboard <laughs> and uh, Mike, I'm messing with you, man. <laughs> is that true? Is that do you really? No, that really is need true. A That's true. They have yes. a. We don't have a drummer there every Sunday. I play guitar. I'm 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 about to jump on stage. The drummer's the drum has been played twice. We've had it there for more than a, probably a year and a half now. Okay, but we don't have anybody that plays it. So uh, we have a keyboard. It was a brand new keyboard, and we have a uh, Hannah McDonald from uh, 
well, she lives real close to us as well, but she teaches music in elementary school in Ingram. Okay. And then she's assistant band director for the high school. So she plays nearly everything, but she, she plays the keyboard for us on Sunday morning. And we have uh, neighbors that live directly across the street from us that when we started the church, they, they joined at the same time with us. So this is kind of a neighborhood kind of ordeal, too. Well, we have several like that. Yeah. And, uh, but she sings, got a beautiful voice. Um, her husband plays the uh, guitar. He plays the bass guitar, does a great job with it. And Hannah, Hannah is not a Baptist, not a member of our church, which we don't care. She, But on the first Sunday of the month, she goes to her church. And so the first Sunday of the month, which was this past Sunday, mm-hmm. we have a, a guy that is excellent with a guitar and has a great singing voice and all, lives in Angleton, where I used to pastor. Okay. And on Saturday, he and his wife drive from Angleton to Kerrville, which is about 280, 85 miles. It's a good drive. A good yeah. drive. Drive up to the to Damn. our place, spend the night. We, we give them the night's place to s- sleep and all and try to give them food to eat and so forth, make them happy. And uh, then he plays and sings for us the first Sunday of the month. So we had we had a rough time the first, well, nearly a full year of trying to keep somebody to be able to do the music for us because none of our membership itself were in the music leading thought. They didn't want to think about being up in front. So we really had to work at it. But it's we've been doing this now for several months. It's working very well. Because Hannah's awesome. gifted. Hannah's very gifted. Galen Franks is the guy coming up. He's very gifted in music. And like John just mentioned, we, we've heard that he plays the guitar. We're waiting to see that. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going to get up there. I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But we're very fortunate to have he and his wife and sweet little one. That's awesome. uh, That's really cool. Yeah, I'm going to have to come check this place out. You will. We'd love for you to. You need to be there by 10 o'clock. Service starts at 1030. 10 o'clock, we have donuts and coffee and juices and just a little time to visit with each other. So we'd really enjoy it. Anybody out there listening, we'd love to have you come. Pay us a visit. If you don't like it, don't come back if you don't want to but <laughs> if you, you don't have to tell me you didn't like it but anyway yeah. we'd love to have you so come on by and check this church out it's on the on singing wind uh what's the exact address 2001 singing wind 2001 singing wind and if you're if you uh pull off the loop 534 and you go down singing wind uh you just drive down singing wind what about a mile yes it's about that yeah about a, a little less about almost a mile uh down singing Wind. you'll see it right there on your left and uh it so it, i learned a lot about that church in the past 30 minutes yeah absolutely you know, i drive by it every single day two or three four five times a day and I, I never knew the history of the church or the story behind the church or, or anything like that so that's really cool i'm glad you came in here today well i'm glad you asked me do you have any more questions it's been Sean? great i've thoroughly enjoyed being with you thank you yeah yeah i have one more question yes, Dr. Sir. bowman um we we got to talk about mrs dr bowman miss <laughs> joan that's his wife she okay. she's amazing she's amazing mike and um I, my last question for you was um whether it's business um finances or your spiritual life how important is your significant other and who you take this journey with like sheena chelsea and mrs dr bowman well i mean once you're once you're both walking the same path 
it, it means everything. Um, we didn't we didn't come to know the Lord until I was twenty four and she was twenty three. So we were both raised in church, different style churches. But when we got married, we could quit going to church. And then a tragedy happened that where we lost two friends in a boating accident, both of them drowned. Oh. And it put us in a position to say, hey, that could have been me. And if it was me, was I really ready for eternity? And I had to say, no, I wasn't. So I need, I need a life change. So we changed our lives, and then the Lord has directed us ever since in, in what we needed to do. We didn't anyone had our anything but high school education, so this is just extra material for you. Uh, but since that time, I mean, I ended up going to Dallas Baptist, got my bachelor's degree, went to Luther High Seminary, and got both my master's and my doctorate. Years after I got mine, Joan got her, mas- her bachelor's from Sam Houston State. Then she got her master's from University of Nebraska. And then she got her doctorate from Capella University. Wow. So God just really opened the doors and blessed us both, and we're just having a blast. That's so, awesome. How can I, Do you mind if I ask how old you all were when you got your doctorates? Oh, well, let's see. I got mine in 89, so I was 43. 43. I was 43 when I got mine, and my wife would have been 50 probably or but beyond that, beyond that, so it's never early. too late to go. It back is to never school. too late to go to school. I didn't, I yeah. didn't know that. No, it's never too late to go to school. That's and awesome. And, and you know, we yeah, we're not the typical couple. Uh, in a sense, we would have been in the category you'll never make it. We got married in high school. I was a ju- senior, and she was a junior. Okay. We got married in high school, um, and we had a lot of people say you're not going to make it. You know, y'all just throwing your life away. Well, God had other plans. That's right. <laughs> God had other plans. That's awesome. Yeah. That really is. All right. Uh, Dr. Bowman, thank you so much for being here. Yes, sir. And uh, the church is the Sanctuary Church. It's at 2001, Sydney Baker. No, and Singing Wind. I'm, I'm sorry, Singing Wind. <laughs> It's been a crazy day. Uh, I understand. Uh, 2001, <laughs> Singing Wind. I drive down Singing Wind every single day, you know. Uh, 2001, Singing Wind. And uh, what's are you guys online? Do you guys have a digital presence on, on like, a, what's yeah. the website? Facebook Live. And- okay. Yeah, we don't, yeah, you just, if you just go to Sanctuary uh, on online, you'll find us. Okay, Sanctuary Church. Type that in on yeah. Singing Wind. And uh, you'll find you'll find Sanctuary Church. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Really do appreciate you being here Thank today. Thank you. It was great to meet you all. You bet. Nice meeting you, Mike. All right. And that's going to do it for Episode 5 of Season 2 of the Kerrville Small Business Network Podcast. Uh, it was a blast today having Dr. Bowman in. And uh, do you have anything else you want to say before we jump off this podcast? No. Kerrville Small Business Network. We, um, if you know anybody that owns or runs a small or big business, have them come in. We'd be honored to learn and uh, get value from them. For sure. Also, I want to give a big shout out to Jam Broadcasting for letting us use the the Mike FM studio to record this podcast in. Uh, big shout out there. And make sure you invite people to the Curverall Small Business Network Facebook group as well. People that are, you know, have small businesses and that kind of thing. We don't want the group filled up with just the general public. We want it to be business owners and, uh, this, you know, people that, 
management of businesses too. Absolutely. We, we want to help the business community in the area grow. Yes. And we want, it's a network for people that are running businesses in the area to grow. So if you know anybody that fits that description and you'd like to help them out, send them an invite to the Kerrville Small Business Network uh, yeah. group on Facebook. And that's also where you can find the podcasts as well. All right, that's going to go and do it for us. Until next time, thank you for listening and have a good day.